to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa, and on this podcast, we focus on wellness, beauty, style, planning, and life. Basically, life is messy, and here we learn to live well anyway. So join me on this journey as we figure it out together. And just to get us started, I'll go first. And today, I'm going first with a fun friend and patron of the podcast, Anna Williams. Okay, so I had been doing a lot of content within Patreon about journaling and the difference it was making in my life and how much I felt like it was helping me to carry less of a burden and deal with all of my stress and all of that. And then I realized that Anna is basically a professional journaler and she creates all of these amazing resources to help other people learn how to journal better and integrate it into their lives. And she's got this beautiful Instagram with all of these pictures and examples. And so I thought, well, of course, I have to have her on the show. I was wanting to do an episode here on the podcast about journaling anyway, and Anna was just the perfect fit. We have a lot of other kind of crazy things in common about our life, but being able to sit down and talk with her just about journaling was an absolute blast. And so I can't wait for you to get in on this episode as we talk about all kinds of different methods and reasons and how to's and supplies and all kinds of things. It's a really fun episode. But before we get there, I do want to talk a little bit about Patreon because that is how I met Anna. She became a patron and got really involved in the group. She started showing up in the daily lives that I do where we talk about all kinds of different topics. We have everything from Ask Me Anything to talking about fashion to talking about planning and meal planning and life in general. And lately, we've had a few really fun episodes that have kind of gone off the rails. Okay, so if you've listened to me here on the podcast for any length of time, you know I try to be really honest and authentic with you guys, and I don't really pull any punches. I I kind of put it all out there. There's not much I won't say, and even more so in Patreon because it's like, you know, this little safe space that we have, so we kind of really go there sometimes. And I thought, well, it would be fun. They like to, a lot of times in Patreon, hear kind of like my favorite different products around a different topic. And so I decided to recently do an episode all about feminine care. Like all of the different products, everything from pads to supplements to dealing with whatever issues, we talked about all of it. All of it, you guys. And it was so much fun because sometimes I kind of like making people feel a little bit uncomfortable, but once we got going with it, I could tell the girls were like on board. They're like, yes, why aren't more people talking about this? Oh my gosh, let's go there. What do you use? What do I use? You know, like we really got into the conversation and it was so much fun. However, during the course of that conversation, I realized that there was some just like basic body knowledge stuff that maybe I have acquired because of my days as a doula and, you know, like really learning a lot about how cycles work throughout the entire month. And I realized a lot of these ladies didn't know what I was talking about. So that led to another live that we actually did this week that was like, okay, ladies, we are going to pull back the curtain. We are going to talk about Body Basics 101. If you haven't touched your cervix, how in the world have you gotten to this point where you've had children and everything and you don't even know where your cervix is? Like, let's get down to it. And some of you may be listening to this and getting really uncomfortable, but some of you might be listening to this and being like, hold on a minute, what do I not know? And if you really feel like you don't know about that stuff, 
come over and join us in Patreon because we just have very frank discussions and there's really nothing that's going to come up that's going to make me embarrassed. We just go ahead and go there and it's stuff that we need to know about our bodies because our bodies and our hormones and our brains actually change all throughout the month not just during our period, and it is valuable for us to know this information and be able to take charge of the way our bodies are working and understand them and be able to work with our bodies instead of against our bodies. So if you think that sounds interesting at all, or you just want to be a voyeur and be like, how crazy is this getting over here? You should come join us in Patreon. It's a good time. Patreon.com slash live well together. We're getting all buck wild and crazy talking about our bodies and our hormones, and we would love to have you come and join the discussion. All right. So join us over in Patreon, patreon.com slash live well together. We will see you there. But for right now, let's tone it down a little bit and let's talk about journaling with Anna Williams. Welcome, Anna. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to have you here. And I'm just going to admit right off the bat that I actually, (laughs) I felt like an idiot this summer (laughs) because I put out a whole bunch of this, like, let's do journaling stuff in Patreon and was like, you know, writing all this stuff about why I thought it was helpful and how you could do it and everything. And then I actually went and looked at your Instagram one day. I was like, oh my gosh, she's like, a professional journaler. And I've been putting out like all this, like, just like, this is kind of what I do stuff. And I was like, what, why did I not like utilize this amazing resource that we have in Patreon? She's like the guru of journaling. And I'm just like spouting off here about who knows what. And so as soon as I realized that I was like, okay, I've got to have, cause I was planning on doing a journaling show for the podcast because I do think it can be so helpful, but I was like, I got to have her on because it doesn't make sense for me to just do it. So I'm so glad and honored to have you here today. It is so fun to be here. And I always laugh when you call me a professional journaler. <laughs> I don't know if I like that. <laughs> But the funny thing is, like, I love when other people post journaling content because I only have so many resources in my own brain. And like, yeah, hearing someone else's perspective is like, oh, so I loved your journaling content. Oh, well, thank you. But, you know, I don't think you can really get away with not being called a professional journaler (laughs) when like your Instagram handle is at journaling home. I mean, (laughs) your business is centered around it. What do you want us to do here? I know start out that way, but that's where I've ended up. So yes, well, it's pretty awesome. And so I would love if you just to get us kind of rolling, introduced yourself and where people can find you and what it is that you do. Okay. Well, I am at journaling home on Instagram and uh, my name is Anna Williams. I have four kids. They're ages six to 11, um, two boys and two girls actually. And there's some other ways that I relate to you Mackenzie, but I'm not going to get into that right now. Um, (laughs) We live in Ohio, which is where I grew up. And I've also lived in Florida, North Carolina over the past decade, but um, I moved back here last year, mid pandemic, like a lot of people. And I have been doing freelance writing for a few years now. 
Um, and then at the beginning of 2021, I started selling like journaling printables on Etsy and talked about them on my Instagram. I'm part of like the journal planner community on Instagram and I've been doing it for 10 months now and I really love it. And I kind of feel like it, like you were saying, it interacts really well with live well anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, my kind of mission is there's always something to write about and it's not this huge overwhelming undertaking, but it's just like, you just keep going no matter what kind of day you have or whether you have this perfect journaling habit or not, like it can still be a part of your life. Yeah. And like you're, you're so much fun to follow on Instagram. First of all, you've like really taken off, like doing reels and just like, I always get sucked in looking at like planner and journaling pictures. There's just something about it, you know, when people are like flipping through those pages and they've done really fun things with them. And so you're, and plus you're a traveler's notebook, which like traveler's notebooks will always have my heart. And I just, I think you do a beautiful job and it's so fun to watch, but I also think that people can look at those and be like, that's amazing. But I either don't have that ability or I don't have that time, or I don't have the money to invest into all of that. And so I, I want us to just like today be able to break down journaling so that people feel like it is more accessible and like you can make it look like that. And that's beautiful and awesome. And I've been there in my life too, where I had the bandwidth to be able to do that. And it was so much fun and I loved it, but it's kind of one of those things where it's like, don't throw the baby out with the (laughs) bathwater. Like there's so much that you can get from it, even if you can't make it look like that. And then I can just live vicariously through your beautiful feet. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Well, actually, I think that's kind of a classic thing, especially in like the bullet journal community where people are like, oh, I hear about bullet journaling. And um, this applies to just traditional journaling as well, but you would look up bullet journaling and it's supposed to be this really simple, straightforward way to organize your life. But people who are very talented have taken it and made it this beautiful, elaborate, artistic approach. And it can then seem really overwhelming and inaccessible, which is really ironic for what it's supposed to be. But (laughs) even for me, like I'm actually not into super aesthetic spreads. Like I don't decorate my pages ahead of time. Um, I just like to, honestly, for me, it's stickers for you. Yeah. It could be something else. I think ha- it's like a combination of finding what do you have fun using, but mm-hmm. what do you feel comfortable using and what motivates you to do it? And if yeah. it feels completely overwhelming to do all of the artistic stuff and you're just like, I need something super functional, then that's great. And there are actually so many people who have that approach. Yeah. If you feel overwhelmed, then it's just too much. But for me, it's like positive reinforcement. Like, oh, I finished the page. So now I get a sticker. I mean, yeah. I just at this point. <laughs> it's like back to elementary school when yeah, you get the like exactly. good job sticker on your My page. My inner 10-year-old is very, yes. very pleased with this hobby. Yes. Well, and I mean, even even scaling it back farther than that, I think there are people who are like, well, I'm not even thinking about the decorating part. Like if I even just buy like a pretty journal, that intimidates me. Like I know so many people who are like, I bought this beautiful journal, but I'm so afraid I'm going to ruin it. And so then I just don't use it at all. And it's like, that is, 
so like defeating the whole point of, of getting the journal in the first place. And like, to those people, I want to be like, just, just buy like a spiral notebook. Then if like, if you can't get past the pretty journal and feeling like you're going to ruin it, then buy just the cheapest thing that you can, because then there's no, what is the word I'm looking for? My podcasting brain is shut like down. The intimidation factor. Yeah. Yeah. There it's there's less risk in it. Like who cares? Yeah. You bought a spiral notebook for a dollar fifty. Like it doesn't matter if it's ruined. I will say, I will say the one thing I think you shouldn't chintz on, <laughs> even if you buy a dollar fifty spiral notebook, is a pen. Because having like a good pen that writes nicely. I think can be the game changer. Like, don't let the pen be the distraction, which if you have a bad pen, I think it can be. So what's your favorite pen then? Energel, what is it? Is it just called Energel? Ener yeah, Energel by Pentel. Energel my, by Pentel. So it's yeah. not even like some super fancy fountain pen. It's just, no. it's it's just, just like, a good pen. Yeah, it's the best gel pen that I've ever found. It just writes so smoothly. It never skips. And even it was really ridiculous, but this is something that hot boyfriend and I have even bonded over when we realized <laughs> we both had the same favorite pen. Although oh, he has- It's a match made in heaven. I know, right? <laughs> we work from home and we have the same favorite pen. Although he has the prettier <laughs> ones right now. He has the white <laughs> ones. And I just have like the black and gray ones. I'm like, wait a minute. This is, this is backwards. Yeah. Well, my favorite are Juice Zero Zero Point Three Eight Pilot Juice. So, Ooh. also okay. not expensive at all. Yeah. So I feel you on that one. Yeah. And I think there's like a difference between there's the intimidation or the risk of like messing up your materials, and then there's the intimidation of writing and like yeah. what do I write? And then yes. if I only wrote once this week does it even count yeah how do I start and it has to be like this big experience where I sit down with a candle and a cup of coffee <laughs> for 30 minutes every morning I mean I love doing that but it doesn't always go that way and yeah. if I waited for that I would never journal because yes. it's overwhelming and yeah. sometimes it can be it can become negative if I'm mm -hmm. sitting there being too introspective. I'm just like in my head and it's not as helpful. So like learning yeah. how to journal in shorter spurts and to end like on a good note, um, yeah. those have really helped me. So yeah, I completely agree back to the materials thing, like pick something you love, but that isn't that you're not afraid to mess up. Um, yeah. and really a lot of the point of it, I think journaling is to get a lot of the messy out of your life on the paper so it doesn't yes. seep into the other areas of your life and so it's not like and some journaling okay yes it's meant to be like a legacy and to be keeping track of memories and all of that kind of thing and that journaling has its place and you you know that can be what you're doing but I also have the journals where I, my friend Katie, you know, she's on the show all the time. She already knows if I were to die, like she is got to be the first person who is in this house and she gets those and burns them. Like burn these journals. Yes, there is. They are not for anyone to see. They are like the, the darkest parts of me yeah. that I just got to get out because, well, okay. I, I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself. I want us to get to 
like really talking about like, okay, you guys, here's some ways that if you're like sold on it, you want to start journaling, like here's some ideas. But first I want us to kind of like back up and give people like, why, why in the world should you journal? Like what is the purpose of it? So I have like a whole list of things, but why, like, why do you journal? Why is that? Like, how is it helpful for you? Yeah. I also have like a bunch of little things. I think, I think, um, writing things down during like a really stressful time of my life a few years ago. I mean, it's still stressful, but yeah, it helped me remember things. I had a lot of trouble, like remembering things around that time and mm-hmm. helped me process things. And, um, my why like kind of developed from there. So the more I did it, the more motivation I had. Um, I would recognize like my negative thought spirals and be able to my thinking because I could see what was wrong with it or what was not helpful for me. And um, I felt like by writing things down that were not good in my life, it kind of took some of the power away. Like I was able to see it as part of a story. And, um, that helped me to just develop a new perspective. Um, so really I don't have like one crystallized reason. It just became so much a part of my life. And it also like a smaller reason, but it, it gets me off the screen. Like being on the screen is great. I I'm a big fan, but sometimes just like holding something and it's just comforting to write things down on paper instead of on a screen. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, there's a reason that I make lists in the rest of my life or write things down in the rest of my life. It's so that I don't have to carry them around in my brain anymore. Like I know that it's written down on the paper, so I don't have to pour that energy into making sure I'm keeping track of those things. And so when I get my thoughts about whatever it is, down on paper, I feel like it's a literal weight off. Like it's less energy that I'm having to expend on those emotions. A lot of times when I write out like what I'm thinking and what the origins of it are and like all the stuff, it helps me to sort it out before I have hard conversations with people. So I make like better decisions in those conversations to go about them. It's not like I'm figuring out in the moment as I'm talking with someone And it also helps me to like not dump things on them, I feel like. And it also kind of like you were saying, it helps me recognize patterns in my life that I think otherwise you just kind of don't really notice. You forget. But when it's actually written down on paper and you can see the progression, you see either like where you're growing or where you're going backwards or if there are issues that keep coming up in relationships or there's stuff that you keep struggling with or like you were saying, like having these spiraling thought patterns, like it's so easy to not recognize recognize those things in the moment. But when you go back and you have this record I think it's so much easier to see like, oh, that's what I keep doing or that's what keeps happening here. And then you can make a better plan for change because you can recognize it. It's really true. And kind of along with that, I think the reason a lot of people compare journaling to therapy, there's a lot of reasons, but one is that you don't have to be like, am I taking up too much of someone's time? Am I talking about myself too much? 
you know, like you said, before you dump things on other people, you process them a little bit Yeah. or sure, you know, after there's some sort of conflict or conversation that's really intense, um, there's even research that shows how helpful expressive writing is for processing trauma and processing your emotions, even if it's not a huge, even if you don't feel like you've thoroughly worked through it, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. it's still helpful just to write something. Um, so, and I also think any kind of trauma, whether it's like low level trauma from a a pandemic that may not be low level for everyone, but, um, it it affects your memory and it can affect your memory. It can cause brain fog, just stress. And again, writing is really helpful for both of those things. So yes, I would agree that it's also helped my relationships because it's given me a place to process that isn't with another person. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's, it's that component of it where you're like, able to sort through, to have more productive conversations. I feel like when you get to them, but it's also, I mean, even just like with my kids, when I am more intentional about keeping track of like the struggles that they've had, or, you know, the conversations that we had that didn't sit well with me or, you know, whatever I can go back and see more like, Oh, my kid has been dealing with this issue maybe longer than I realized. Or like, I need to take a different tactic here. It just helps you to recognize so many more things about what is happening in your life that when you're just caught in the flow of life, it's easy to not think about because you're just trying to get from day to day. But if you can take like those few moments to kind of go back over what you've been keeping track of, I think that it can just make a a big difference in even like helping ourselves or our kids or family members or whatever facilitate their growth too. Yeah. And it's amazing how much it adds up when you are writing. Like I'll think, well, what have I written about my kids and their struggles, but if, or anything fill in the blank and I'll look back and think, wow, I've written so much more than I realized. And it's so Mm -hmm. much more helpful than I realized to look back and see where was I a year ago? Wow. I've really grown and changed and things have gotten better. Even yeah. if I don't think that they have, or like you were saying, wow, this child really has been struggling with this for a while. Like, how can I, how can I meet them where they are and recognize what they've been going through? So it, yeah. it's a lot more, um, it's a lot more than you might realize in the moment when you're like, oh, I just wrote, you know, one paragraph today. What difference is that going to make? It, it really does add up. Yeah. Well, and kind of like you were saying, as you look back and you see like, oh, I guess things have changed in the last year and I have grown or, you know, I have accomplished this or whatever. I think that is so helpful for hope for the future because yeah. especially if you are in trauma or coming out of trauma or in stress. And let's face it, we've all been in this pandemic for the past year and a half. So whether you have dealt with like divorce and, you know, abuse and like whether that is on the table or not, like everybody has their own stressors and their own things that they've been through. And, and this, especially I think in pandemic land where it feels like it's just never ending and like things just kind of keep getting worse. And it's like the world is burning down. If you're able to say like, oh, but even in this, like, look what has changed and what has happened in the past year. And so 
I, there, there will be good things ahead. Or when I start getting anxious about the future, like, oh, I know this big thing is going to be coming up. What if, you know, such and such doesn't happen and such and such doesn't happen. And I get myself like all freaked out when I actually take the time to look back, I can say, oh, well, but look at how much has changed in this same amount of time since, you know, last year, like, and how much has turned out well and how things were so different. And yeah, I may even realize that if I hadn't written down some of these details. Exactly. And it makes it feel like, oh, there's more potential for things to fall in line by the time that deadline comes or whatever, where I can tend to just be more pessimistic about it and be like, well, there's no way this is all going to come together by, you know, April or whatever, where looking back helps me to be able to take a breath and sit back and say like, okay, I only have until April, but I also have until April. So, so much can happen between now and then, like my life looked different six months back from this, like so much can happen. So I just think that it's helpful to have those reminders, especially in a time where we're living with so much high constant stress. Yes. And really that reminder that your life is a story, like I mentioned before, is so helpful for for getting that sense of possibility, because when you lose that sense of anything could happen, what it like a bit of kind of an adventurous spirit that is more childlike, it, it's really hard to get it back. And I think seeing your life from the outside and being able to take a step back and be like, wow, this is really terrible. This this is awful what I'm going through, but there is, there are ups and downs. It's not always this awful. And just getting that outside perspective is definitely one of the best parts of journey for sure. Well, and I think it just, it can help all around with your gratefulness because when you're in like, kind of, we've been talking about, you're in these like super stressful situations and everything, especially for a long period of time, sometimes you forget like the good things that are still happening in the day, even if they're small things. And if I press myself to like, make sure that I'm writing those things down too, it helps me to have less of this doomsday view of my life. Oh, you guys, have you ever had an acne breakout at like the worst possible time? You know what I'm talking about? I've been there and I know my son has certainly been there in the past, but not anymore because he is using apostrophe. You guys, I am so excited that we have been able to partner with apostrophe this year because it has literally revolutionized my son's skin. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne. Apostrophe connects you with a board-certified dermatologist who will create a personalized treatment plan that is perfectly tailored to your unique skin. You simply fill out Apostrophe's online quiz about your skin goals and medical history Then snap a few selfies and your dermatologist will create your customized treatment plan. And there's a super fast turnaround. You don't have to worry about getting into the office. There's no embarrassment. It was the perfect solution for my teenage son. Let me just say that. He did not want to have to go into an office and talk about his skin. This took out all of that embarrassment and frustration and just made the process really simple. And we had such a fast turnaround to getting his products. I don't think it really would have been any faster if we had gone into a dermatologist and his results have been amazing. 
And apostrophe treats more than just acne. They can also help you hit your other skincare goals like reducing redness, wrinkles, and even dark spots. We have been so impressed with this service. I don't have to nag my son to do his skincare every day because he sees what a difference there is in his skin. And once he started high school this year and started really seeing what other teenagers were looking like, he was so amazed that his skin looks as good as it does, especially compared to all the other teenagers out there. It has been a miracle because that was the trajectory he was on. And I have a special deal for my audience. You can save $15 off your first visit with an apostrophe provider at apostrophe.com slash live well when you use my code live well. This code is only available to my listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash live well and click begin visit. Then use my code LIVEWELL at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash livewell and use that code LIVEWELL to get your dermatologist crafted treatment plan for just $5. And I just want to thank Apostrophe for clearing my son's skin and sponsoring LIVEWELL anyway. When I look up research about journaling, one of the most common things to come up is like the benefits of gratitude journaling, which Mm -hmm. can feel kind of trite. It's like, what am I grateful for? My pumpkin spice latte and my like, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like at this point, I feel like we all just need any happiness we can get. So I, nothing is beneath me writing down my gratitude for, and it really, it really makes a difference. Even if it feels like well, this is kind of silly. Like, obviously I like this thing, but you start to realize how many of those things you have every day. It really changes your perspective. Yeah. And something about writing it down is better than just thinking about it. It's true. And I think for me, there was a point in time where I had to like, say like, okay, I'm not going to let, and I think I may have even talked about this on the podcast before, but like, I'm not going to let writing down what I'm grateful for be like a competition. I'm not going to try to like hit a thousand gifts of what I'm great. You know, like I had to stop numbering them. So it wasn't like, oh, today I'm on number 735. Like, no, no, I can't do that. But if I can just say like every day I can list a few things that I am grateful for and letting those little things. I mean, I, I think like things have been really stressful lately. And then last night, I got in my bed and, you know, just offhandedly, I thought like, oh, I just love my bed. Like I've put my sheets on and I have my gravity blanket and it just feels cozy and I feel safe here. And like, I've done my whole nighttime routine and like, here I am, I've made it, (laughs) I've made it to the end. And like, that's worth being grateful for. I have this bed. I mean, if I look back four years ago, I was sleeping on my parents' living room floor. (laughs) I have a bed that I adore. Like, that's a great thing. And I got to remember that, you know, it's worth celebrating. Yeah. I think absolutely like the, the point that you made about not putting pressure on yourself is one of like the key things I talk about on my Instagram and why I've I personally use like the bullet journal method just in the sense of the little symbols because, and I know I'm kind of changing the subject just a little bit, but it is relevant is that I put everything together every single day, like all my plans, all my journaling, I have a separate monthly calendar, but I keep like 
So I'll say Wednesday morning, October 13th, I'll have the events I have for that day, what I want to get done, and then I'll just throw in some journaling. And so I'll have a little symbol for gratitude. And so I don't feel like I have to do it every day. But when I have that moment that you were just describing, like, oh my goodness, I'm so thankful for my cozy bed. And it's just such a safe, comfortable feeling with all this stress. Then it could just be like, write the little plus sign. This is something I'm happy about. So yeah. Well, and I love that, that like way of distinguishing. I mean, I was like a big note taker in high school and college. Like that was my jam. I actually got hired by the college to take notes in my classes for people who had like dyslexia and stuff. I know you were a professional. I was was a professional note taker. (laughs) I would like, I would get the notes and then I would like type them all up and color code them. And I remember handing them to the girl and she was like, this was really not necessary. You could have just like copied your notes. And I was like, oh no, no, I can't do that. Like they have to be perfect. I'm sorry. But it was actually like the best method because I knew that information inside and out by the time I was done, like recopying these Which notes. Which is the goal. So it worked. It totally worked. But as is what I'm trying to get to beyond my professional note-taking past is like, doing the color coding or doing those things where you have the little symbols, it makes it so much easier to look back and be able to identify like, oh yeah, like, look, I want to find the things I've been grateful for, or, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it makes it stand out so you can easily identify those things. And like you're, what you're saying, which is kind of another thing that I want us to be getting to here is like methods, like you have it just mixed in with what your daily routine is like it is you have it all in one spot like it can look so many different ways it doesn't have to be this like perfect journal that has you know your best cursive and like whatever it it can just be in with your life yes and i do have to give a plug the the reason i started keeping everything together was from a channel on YouTube called Ink Imperfections. I always try to credit her because I watched her videos like three years ago and my mind was blown because she did that. She had her plans and her journaling just in one single entry every single day. And Mm -hmm. like I said, we do have separate lists and a separate calendar, but I was like, oh my goodness, this is great because it, I mean, it's even connected to how people used to journal. Like in history, yeah. if you look back at old journals, a lot of it would be like a log of like, here's what yes. I did. Here's what yes. I got done. Here's the visitor who came by. And then some thoughts they were having about their life and yeah. putting like my journaling in the context of my whole life. Like I'm a four on the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. So I'm in my feelings, I'm introspective. And if I look back at these old journals where I just journaled, it can be really heavy. <laughs> just like, yeah. this isn't very fun to read, but now I'll look back and I'll be like, okay, here's this entry. It wasn't the best day, but then I can see like where I went that day, something funny that my child said that I did yeah. lots of laundry. And it feels like, you know, I'm not keeping this for my grandchildren, but if one day my grandchildren saw that, I feel like they would get a really clear picture of my life and not just like, my feelings or my emotions, or, uh, you know, it, it yeah. helps me move from emotion to action, or maybe for a more action oriented person, it would help them move from action to emotion. You know, um, yeah. it just keeps it more concrete. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree. And I love 
that idea. I've done it before. And then it felt like, oh, I'm writing things a little too personal when I'm carrying yeah. this book around. Like if it got dropped, like oh, I can't, can't deal with that. But, but there have been times where I feel like that's worked a lot better, especially if I was doing like what you're saying, if I was just kind of like keeping track of the log of the day or things my kids had said or whatever, like, I love having that even be associated with the, the date and like what was going on. And, you know, it was actually, it was funny. I had a, uh, I have this bin in my garage and it's got all this stuff from like when I was in high school and middle school and all this memorabilia from like trips I took and plays I was in and, you know, the jazz choir I was in and all of this stuff from high school and the camps that I went to and everything. And my girls found, yeah, it's really fun. And my girls found the bin not long ago. And it's got just like little random things that I kept, you know, like a little jewelry box that I loved back then. And, you know, just like fun stuff that I knew I'd want my kids to like see someday of like, this is who I was then. Mm -hmm. And I found my planner from oh my goodness senior year of high school I'm so jealous and I I know it's the craziest thing because even back then before like planners were a thing you know they gave you your planner from school and I like took out the spiral binding and I made a new cover for it out of like old like scrapbooking materials like it's so dated and I used like I think like embroidery floss to make a new binding for it like I just like totally customized it and then I was flipping through it and it was just the craziest thing to remember like as soon as I looked back at those calendars I was like oh my gosh like I I remember that event and I remember like those grades and those assignments that I had written in it. And there was even a day, like I've always told my kids over the years because we're big fans of Boy Meets World around here. And I try to tell them like, no, you guys, like I partied hard in high school. Like when my friends and I got together, we would have like Boy Meets World marathon parties. Like that's how hard we partied. (laughs) And so I found though, there is a, you know, notation on one Sunday, boy meets world marathon. And I was like, look, you guys, it's proof. Like, this is what I was doing. It's in the history book. Look at this. It was so much fun to find that and be able to like show them. And yeah. I love that story. That's a perfect example of like, this is not some perfect like exhaustive journal or, or anything. It's like a true reflection of where your life was at that time. Sure. It looks dated. And even that little note, you would never have guessed that you would be reading that. However, many years later and 20 years later. Yeah. Look at this amazing notes. Yeah. (laughs) All it was just that little spark of sparking your memory. Totally. And I think that's a great example too. Like, even if you don't choose to plan and journal together. And that's really stressful because it can be like, I do plan stuff for work online or on Trello or on a Google doc, because I don't need to be like, yeah, journaling and then thinking about what I have to get done for work. But like just mixing your journal up in general, like keeping it out during the day and writing down something funny or pasting something in there that you went to see a movie, paste the ticket in there. It's traditional scrap. But like all that stuff 
can just take a few minutes a day. And then when you look back, it's like, oh my goodness, I forgot about that. Or see, it wasn't all bad. It's all a mixture. And I can appreciate both looking back. Yeah, totally. And even if that's the form of journaling you do, like we've talked about this in Patreon before, like if you get a planner, you know, like even if you're doing your planning online or whatever, sometimes having a planner where you have just like a set amount of space that you can't really go beyond that. It helps you to feel less pressure Mm -hmm. to actually like produce a ton. Like maybe your form of journaling is just like making a list, like listing out what you did that day or listing, you know, what you're grateful for or listing, you know, things your kids were into or, you know, whatever it is, like you can make a list or you can be tracking, like just having a a record of like, okay, I've, I drank water every day this week. Right. You know, like I read these books or whatever it is. Like if that's all you're doing for your quote unquote journaling is like tracking your goals or whatever, that is stuff that you can look back on and be appreciative of, even if it's just like, keeping track of ideas or doing nature journaling or, you know, art journaling. Like there's so many different forms of doing journaling. You can really find what is going to be the most beneficial to you. Like what feed your Yes. And honestly, sometimes the more concrete like lists, plans, like you were just describing the story of how you found this planner. Like sometimes those are even more fun to look back on. Yeah. I don't keep journals to quote, look back on them just as like, that's not at the forefront of my mind. But if I do, then I'm like so excited to see those things lists and and, uh, memories and just anything random that doesn't seem important. Like I was listening to a podcast with Gretchen Rubin, who wrote the happiness project. And Mm -hmm. she was saying how she takes pictures of random mundane, menial things in her house to keep in her journal, like the inside of her fridge or her pantry, or like what her coat closet looked like, just because 10 years, 20 years from now, that's, what's going to be interesting. (laughs) And I was like, such a great point. Even if you don't take pictures, it's like, what would be interesting to me about my great grandmother's life? And it's, it's that, like, what was she doing on October 14th? You know, like, did she go to the grocery store? What did she buy? And what was her grocery list? Like, I would love to have a grocery list from her or her plans for the day. So again, not that our goal is to like create it, like in the planner community, we call it memory keeping because yeah. it's distinct from planning and journaling, yeah. but basically it's whatever you connect with. And some people in, in this community hate journaling. Like they'll just yeah. say, I journal, I just plan, but yet we still follow each other and are inspired because that's just how they enjoy writing is yeah. planning and list making. And that can be its own form of journaling too. Like if that's what you want to get out of it is you want to leave a legacy and you want to leave these memories, like then do that. Like if that is going to be the thing that helps you to stick with it because you feel like it's giving you greater purpose to be doing it and whatever. I know I've had those times in my life of like, oh, I want to keep track of what my life is like right now. So when my kids are at this same stage in their life, they can remember what it was actually like <laughs> they can, yeah. or they can know like, Oh, mom struggled with these same things. Or, you know, I thought about that with my pregnancies, which 
this is actually sad story, but that was one of the things I didn't grab. I didn't think to grab when I fled was the pregnancy journals that I had kept. And that was like one of those things I had wanted to do for my daughters that they could look back on and like know what my pregnancies were like and be able to relate to those, you know, but you know, you can cry about it all you want. Sometimes stuff just happens. But I think that I I would have kept thorough baby journals and all of that, but oh, well, well, at least I'm doing it now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally. And like, I have one kid, one (laughs) of my four who I actually had a blog for him and I blogged every single week of his first year. (gasps) and put up pictures and, you know, like did the whole thing. And I'm so grateful for that. I should probably have it printed into books because someday who knows Blogspot could just disappear. (laughs) But so far, 12 years later, we still have this like record of him. And I'm so grateful that I did that for that purpose. And it was, there wasn't really anybody following that blog, you know, it was really like for our own memory keeping, you know, that I did it. And I'm so glad that I did. Yeah. And I love that we're talking about this. It feels like we're talking about it from all these different angles, like the, the type of journaling where you're just, I need to get my thoughts out. I might rip this up later. I just, this, this is like an emotional dumping ground that's safe for me. And then there's the, well, here's my list. Here's my everyday life. And then there's, these are the memories I want to cherish and preserve. And really they all can overlap and they're all valuable and they all apply more at different times of your life. So yeah, I think that's really a great message that helps it be less intimidating is anything you're writing down is going to be worthwhile. It, there's a good, there's a good reason behind it. Yeah. And it may look different in different seasons of your life and mm-hmm. that's okay. And you just have to do whatever is going to serve you best right now. Like if you have the time to pour into making a beautiful art journal and including like words of whatever. I mean, I remember, Oh, now I can't remember her name. Allie Brown. I used to follow Mm -hmm. her on YouTube and like, she would create these just amazing works of art and like literally paint her pages before she ever wrote on them and like all of that kind of thing. And they were mesmerizing to look at. And there was a time in my life when I had that kind of time where I could watercolor, you know, Oh, I can't think of the name of the paper. Like I bought the special Japanese paper that you could what is it called? It's it starts with the T. Tomoe River. Is it Tomoe yes, River? Yes, 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 it is. It is. I still use that every day, but I don't watercolor. It's just so crinkly. I love it. Yeah. It's just like, it gives this whole other, well, especially probably you as a four and I'm a four wing. It yeah. like makes it more experiential to have like the, the paper, you know, like the whole it's thing. A very tactile experience. It yes. is. It <laughs> is. It totally is. But yeah, I mean, I just think there's you got to, you got to do what is working for you right now, but don't dismiss the power that journaling can have. Because I know like when we've talked about it, especially in Patreon and stuff, I have so many women who are like, well, I got the journal, but I sit down and I just don't know what to write. And I think we've given a lot of ideas, but sometimes it's even like, okay, well, just set a timer for yourself. Just set like a five minute timer, or maybe you need to start with two minutes. 
and just literally write whatever is on your mind. Like I'm looking out the window right now and I see a bird and oh yeah, yesterday I was supposed to go to the store and I didn't make it there. And like, just, just write like stream of consciousness, like whatever, like it doesn't have to be profound. You don't have to work out some big thing every single day. Just start making a habit of it. Just start getting into that routine and teaching yourself how to do it. Just, just decide, like, I'm going to get past whatever in my brain is stopping me from doing this and just put something on the paper. Maybe you just write like, this is dumb. And I don't know what to write about. <laughs> like, just yes. Get in the habit of doing it. That is one of the things I was going to say is write for five minutes a day. So great yep. mind. It, and like pick a spot, pick a time and um, you know, maybe find one person, even if you're not in all of these obsessive communities, like I am. And I yeah. say that with love, like maybe one person who's like inspiring to you. So every day when you see their content, it's like, oh, I am now motivated to journal because I see this person's beautiful or simple there. There's really something for everyone. Um, yeah. but yeah, I think that is how I started making my products that I make, which is mostly just like printable journal prompts and, and things is because I had so many people saying, I just don't know what to write about, or what do you write about every day? And it's so true that once you just sit down and get started, like all these things are going to come to your mind and then yeah. you're going to have something. And once you create that habit, at least for me, like, it's just, I don't even need to try anymore. It's just something I have the urge to do because it's so satisfying to write something down. But yeah. well, and I think really, that's the case yeah. with so many habits that we form. So like it takes a little bit of work at first, but then a lot of times you start feeling the benefits of doing it. And so it's harder to not do it than to go ahead and make the time yeah. and put in the effort to do it. Like it just and once you actually feels- like fill a journal, which I would say. Yeah get a small or thin yes one, yes then you can have the satisfaction of like I actually filled this journal like Amen. that is such a great feeling yeah after like me I'm sure many of us have done is buying all these journals and having like three entries in them mm-hmm. <laughs> like once you actually finish the last page yeah it really motivates you to keep going yeah totally are do you happen to have a three wing by chance <laughs> I think I there's like five wing. That's I don't know interesting. where that comes from. <laughs> maybe, maybe a five would be like that as well. But I think like <laughs> getting that like gratification of finishing yes. it or like the competitiveness of like, I did it. I did the whole thing. Like there's yes. definitely something to that for this sure. It's like, yes, that yeah. is, that is it right there. <laughs> yep. Totally. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Yes. And I, I think also, I don't know, I assume this is healthy, but to me, it's like a place I can control, like in my life, like whenever you yeah. feel control, it's like this little book is totally mine. And like, yeah. I control what I write. I control how it looks and nobody else has anything to do yeah. with this. But me. So it's very satisfying in that sense as well. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. I think that those things that, you know, especially if your life feels out of control in a lot of other ways. Yes. To- cling to those things that you can 
effect and control. I know I've totally done that over the last four years. Like meal planning has been a big one for me. That's like the first thing I turn back to when everything else feels out of control. If I can just make sure I know what we're eating, like the house may be falling down around (laughs) us and like everything may be going up in smoke, but I know what we're eating, you know, or like making being able to plan for certain things or create a morning routine or, you know, whatever it is for me, like I've had to cling to those things. I think it's the same idea of like, you have this little space and it is yours and nobody else can take that away from like, it is yours to do with what you need to do. I love that idea. Yeah. And just to reference method a little bit again, like as a four, I have trouble like finding comfort in taking action. I'm just like, well, I need to follow how I feel. So I feel Mm -hmm. awful. So therefore I probably just can't do anything, but, and and I feel really overwhelmed, I think is a more common feeling. I just don't know where to start. Yeah. And for me, the method of like using that little, um, symbol from the bullet journal method, which for me is just a hyphen. That means this is just a random note. Like it's not a task that I have to do today. But if someone tells me something or I get a phone call from the library that we're missing one of the CDs in the thing we just returned like this morning, like that will just go with a hyphen in my planner. And then I will come back to that at the end of the night. And I also review everything once a week. So that way it's like, okay, I don't have to feel stressed out about all these things floating around my brain, kind of like we were talking about earlier. And that also is like a weirdly like comforting thing, even though- I'm not strategizing and like making all these amazing plans and my life is not together, but at least it's like there. (laughs) Yeah. It's there and I'm not going to forget it. And And it's all in one spot. It's all in one spot. Yes. Yeah. That's very helpful for me. For sure. Like I have that, like, I don't bullet journal in the traditional sense like you do, but I do have the notebook that if something is important and it has to be written down, that's the only place it's allowed to go. Even if I've written it. Yeah. Even if I've written it on a post-it note, that post-it note needs to go in that journal because I know I have to be able to find it again. Yeah. I love that. I love your post-it system, by the way, I've become increasingly obsessed with post-its lately. So whenever you show one in Patreon, I'm like, look at her post-its. Like, can you just show us all of your post-its? But you know, I don't want to know that because it it actually, like, it's a situation. Like my whole desk it's pretty much covered. You saying it's a system is being very generous. Anything that collects your thoughts is a yes. system. Okay. I'm always curious about like, especially the messy systems. Cause I'm like, how does this work for this person's brain? Like, should I, I be doing a post-it system? And they're just like, well, this is just me surviving. Honestly. Yeah. Well, and it's so funny because like I strive so hard to have systems and to organize things and to plan and everything, but like, I think it kind of, you know, I've got that four in me. I've got that creative in me. And my mom has always said like her room was always such a mess growing up, but I could be like, Mackenzie, where's this thing? And she would go and under the pile of whatever, she'd pick out exactly (laughs) the thing that I needed. She was like, it might be a mess, but she knows where everything is. Well, that skill has really come in handy. That has served you well. (laughs) Yeah. It has. I think craziness of life. Yeah. Well, and I think my brain isn't quite what it was back in high school. <laughs> but I, you know, I have a relative idea of where things are now, at least. 
So yeah. That's hey, good. Yeah. It's written down. That's half the battle. Yes. True. True. Okay, ladies, we are going to take a quick minute to talk about one of my favorite sponsors. You've heard me talk about them time and time again. It's Plan to Eat. But before you skip through this ad, I want to tell you a couple of quick, exciting things. So not only are they still doing their 60-day free trial, if you've never tried Plan to Eat before, you can go to plantoeat.com slash livewell and get 60 days to try it out completely free without even putting in your credit card. But also, if you go to that page right now, it is a really simple way for you to become friends with me on Plan to Eat. They have it right there on that page so we can become friends and you can see the menus that I am planning every week. It's a little thing I'm doing for all of you so that you can feel the full benefits of Plan to Eat and actually make your life a lot easier by having weeks of meals completely planned. Now you can use my menus to make your life easier or you can just check them out and you can see what recipes I've been loving and which ones we've been using a lot. It is just a really simple way to kind of ease you into using plan to eat. I wanted to get you guys in there and make it feel a little less overwhelming because there's a little bit of work put into the front end of getting into plan to eat. You've got to get your recipes in there, but don't be daunted by that because like I said, you can utilize friends recipes and make them your own. You can also use their really simple little web clipper tool where you just plug in an address on the internet and it will auto populate all of that recipe information, including a picture right into your recipe book. It's awesome. And then when you're looking at your recipes every week or every two weeks or however much you plan, you can see everything there with pictures and then just drag and drop it onto your calendar. It is literally the simplest, most well thought out meal planning software I have ever come across. I love their app. It allows me to always have my shopping list with me no matter where I am and I can even plan on the go. You guys, Plan to Eat is a lifesaver. If you haven't got in there and started trying it, I do not know why because it is literally going to just make so much of your life simpler and take away that stress that you feel every day at four o'clock when you're like, uh, what are we eating? And everybody's asking you that question. Once you're using Plan to Eat, you'll just know. So head over to plantoeat.com slash livewell. Get that 60 days free. It is normally a subscription service. It's $39 a year or $4.95 a month. But again, you could get two whole months free. That's basically going to take you to the end of the year. Give it a try. Let me know what you think. And let's be friends on Plan to Eat. plantoeat.com slash livewell. And thank you for Plan to Eat for continuing to sponsor Live Well Anyway. Well, I hope that this has given people just like some encouragement and some inspiration and some ideas for how they can make journaling personal to them and how it can be beneficial to them, like why it's worthwhile to do it. And then if they are still struggling, like you have a whole shop full of ideas, like you said. So how does your shop work? Like, is it like a monthly kit people can buy or is it just like what what can people expect if they go to your Etsy shop to help them get on the journaling bandwagon? Right. Well, it's all digital downloads right now. I don't mail anything. So when you buy something, you will be able to download it and print it right then and there. So every month I do do a journaling kit. It is just like a combination of art and a bunch of different types of prompts. Like I have maybe four to five little pages a month 
Okay. Um, they're kind of like, pop, they're a few different sizes, but they're all small and there's like things to write about. Um, little, I call it micro journaling, just writing like yeah. two or three sentences. So like one sentence, what's the best thing that happened today? Two sentences, describe a good childhood memory. Um, questions you can ask yourself, lists you can make, like what are your favorite cold weather food and drinks is one of my lists or things you want to get done in October. And then like more traditional um, introspective prompts. So I have those every month. And then I also just have a bunch of like smaller um, options where you can pick like morning routine prompts or um, some planning ones too, but planning <laughs> isn't my strength. So it's mostly just like how survival type of yeah. brain dump type things. So that's kind of what I offer. It's just, if you don't know what to write about, here's a little thing to get you started. I love that. I love like how you described it. It's kind of got something for everybody. Like you were saying, just like the little stuff to the deeper stuff. And I think that a lot of us need that variance in our life. I mean, yes, kind of everything sure. like we've talked about in this whole, you know, episode is it's going to look different. It's going to look different probably day to day, not just even in seasons of your life, but day to day, what you're able to write and what you want to write. And, but having those little ideas, I think are so helpful, especially if you're getting into it for the first time, or you just are feeling dry at the moment, like having a little kit to just walk you through it. You know, sometimes that's just what we need. Sometimes we need the person to give us the meal plan. Sometimes we need the person to just say, do this next. Like sometimes I literally will call my friends and be like, just tell me what to do next. Just tell me, like, I don't want to have to make a decision. Yes. Especially if your brain is tapped out already, it's helpful to just be like, okay, here's what to do. Just do it. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Like I've even had that conversation with hot boyfriend where like we've had an evening where it's going to be the two of us. And that is so rare that that happens. And he'll be like, well, where do you want to eat? And what do you want to do? And what would like serve you best tonight? I'm like, what would serve me best is not having to decide any of that. Like no decisions. Just have me show up and that would be great. Well, that is what I love about Patreon. And not that you asked me to say this, but the little accountability and the little like, here, we're doing this together. Just do this thing, do this challenge. It's like, oh, okay. So I don't have to pick something. Like you'll just tell me and we can do it together. Like I love that. Well, that's helpful to know. Like, this is the kind of feedback I need <laughs> for stuff moving forward. So happy. thank you. Always happy to give feedback. I, I appreciate you. that. <laughs> okay. So now we're, we're moving into the wrap up section, Anna. What does a typical day look like for you? Okay. Well, I know these wrap up questions yeah. and I didn't study ahead of time. So. And I am glad you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> right now. It's just in the thick of the school year. So if no one's sick and if no child has broken a bone recently, um, (laughs) which is what happened last week, we were supposed to record last week and this is rescheduled. So we get up, I get up at 545 and just stumble downstairs and drink some coffee. And then my kids are all up in the six o'clock hour and I take three of them to school. And then I come back and see my oldest kid off. He takes the bus. So then I have six or seven hours where I try to, you know, do all the things like exercise and work and clean my house and go to appointments and 
all of the mom things. It feels yeah. like there isn't really a typical day yet because this is the first year all my kids are in school and we've had so many sicknesses. We've already had a COVID oh. scare that so we all had to stay oh. home and then we had the broken arm. So the day, the actual day where I have all of this time to get things done hasn't actually happened all, a, a whole lot yet. Yeah. We're getting, yeah. Um, and then I will pick my kids up from school and then we will just do like the, okay, let's get your homework and talk about your, you know, your feelings and your overwhelm and uh, try to do dishes and laundry. And we are friends with our neighbors. So we will go hang out there sometimes and we'll go to my sister's house sometimes and then we'll have dinner and we just finished up soccer. So we have a little more free time now. And then we just have such an early school day over here that we, after dinner, it's like pack lunches, get ready and go to bed kids. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Just a typical mom life type of day trying to work from home too. Well, but not, <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> it's not typical because you're working and you're doing it all. And girl, I get you. Yeah. I feel you. It's I know. a lot. <laughs> lot. Right there with you. Yep. <laughs> Okay, but what is one little thing you do in your life that helps you to live well anyway? Even in the mess and the craziness and the chaos, like what is one little thing you do to take care of you? To take care of me. I think it's that after my kids are in bed, I do not try to be productive. Like yeah. that is my wine time. I love Gilmore Girls or yes. even just TikTok. Like I'm not going to try to make it sound perfect. Like I will light a candle and have a cup of tea, or I will just like lay on the couch and watch TikTok. I mean, it yeah. could be either one, yes. <laughs> but it's like, I'm not going to try to work. My brain is fried. Yes. I'm getting up early. So this is like my time and that's just how it is right now. And I yes. love that. I love that you are letting yourself do yeah. that because you definitely need to. I am definitely at that same place where it's like, it's just not even going to be beneficial for me to attempt to do that. And especially yeah. because like I have a teenager and <laughs> almost another one, like they're not even going to bed until 10. And oh, so, terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he's kind of moved into this time where like, he's using a lot of that time to game with his friends. And yeah. so I still can like get in my bath or whatever, but it's like, I, yeah, nope. It's production time is over. <laughs> it's yep. time to Locked be out. able to wind down and whatever didn't get done. We'll just have to wait until tomorrow. Yep. Until, yep. I love, love that you are doing that. Yeah. My, we just finished Ted Lasso last night. And I keep hearing people talk about that. Oh, girl, yeah. you're going to, I mean, there's some language and there are some things, but it is worth it. It is so good. In fact, I think I posted on Instagram last week, that meme, there's like the world and it shows like a massive fire. And then it shows Will Ferrell on the bottom with this, this bubble going. And then this is me like, have you watched Ted Lasso yet? Like, That's honestly such a good advertisement for that show. Like it, it, you, it is. you sold me on it already just yeah. with that. <laughs> good. It's worth it. It's just, oh, it's so good. Okay. Are you ready for the stock questions? I think I'm ready. Let's you can go for do it. it. You can do it. Okay. Candles or essential oil diffuser? Candles. 
All right. Cloth, you're a four. Of course it's going to be candles. Well, essential oils I like too, but they kind of tend to give me headaches. It's really oh, sad. That is sad. Candles from TJ Maxx. I have a whole collection. There you go. <laughs> All right. Cloth napkins or paper? Oh, I'm going to do paper. I don't, I love the idea of cloth, but like, I don't want to have to wash cloth napkins. Yeah. I'm ashamed but it's true. You know, one day I I think we need to break ourselves of that shame because that's real life. It is. It's real life. Okay. City or country? Country. All right. Paper or digital? Paper. (laughs) I know that's a, that's a real difficult one. It was made for me. (laughs) Yes. Shopping. Would you rather do it online or in the store? I would rather window shop in the store. (laughs) Then okay. I can't touch things, but if I'm going to buy something, I'll just get it online. Okay. It's whatever time you're making dinner and you need a mental break. Do you listen to a podcast or music? I will listen to a podcast, but only because my kids do not like my taste in music. So oh. they will complain and it totally takes away from my fun in music. So that's funny. Yes. So that that's interesting to me. They'll complain less about a podcast. Well, or honestly, I love it when you do a live and I happen to be making dinner. Oh. <laughs> I'm always like, yes, we're live in Patreon and I'm making dinner. This is perfect timing. And they know they're always like, oh, is that Mackenzie? Oh, that's hilarious. How so funny. yeah, I love when I can listen to you while I make dinner, but oh. it doesn't happen every day, honestly. So. I know. Well, I've been playing around with the times in Patreon because it used to be like, I mean, especially when I very first started cultivating the lovely and we were doing the lives on Periscope and everything, it was, you know, like 6 a.m. I would get up and yeah. do them. <laughs> and so I thought like this year, like, okay, that's going to be the first thing I do when I come home from dropping off the kids, I'm going to do the live. And probably people will show up because it's like in the morning, whatever it's been crickets. So I'm like, well, maybe they actually like it better later in the day. I don't know. I probably need to do a poll, but it's it's hard to tell because we're in all different time zones. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Oh, I was going to ask though, if you're listening to a podcast and you don't have to say mine, what podcast do you listen to? Um, can I say one that's slightly controversial? Of course. I've been listening to the rise and fall of Mars Hill. Okay. Heavy. Yeah. Um, and pretty much yours that those are pretty much the ones I listen to. Um, we do listen to kid news on the way to school. My kids like that one. They have little kid Aww. questions, but that's not my preference personally. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I'll go ahead and pick something else for myself. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Chocolate milk or dark dark. All right. Sports or no sports. No sports, although I love a good football game on in the background, but I don't know what's happening. You yeah, know, but it's just kind of like seasonal, you know? Yes, that's true. Um, I've had to actually learn like what is happening in football year because I, or this year, because I have a kid playing football and, and every time yeah. we go to a game, I'm like, so Aww. tell me again, what's going on? <laughs> because what's happening here? <laughs> I just don't know. Okay. Live broadcasting. Would you rather broadcast or watch? watch 100 (laughs) percent um what is your favorite movie um I have terrible taste in movies so like something old school Anna Free Gables or 27 dressing oh yeah okay that's my taste in movies it's not um sophisticated at all (laughs) that's okay sometimes you just need it to not be 
you know, sometimes yeah. I think especially in the, the kind of years that we've had here, yeah. like sometimes you just need like the dumb stuff to get you through. Yes. And the comfort sure. stuff and like the familiar. Yes. yes. I just and keep going back to the familiar stuff. Yes. And Benny and the Jets. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I get it. <laughs> okay. Um, finally, last question. You've made it. If you were to put yourself on the crunchiness spectrum, zero is totally not crunchy. And 10 is like singing Kumbaya by the fire with your legs unshaven and dreadlocks in your hair. Where would you be on the spectrum? I love that. Every time you say that question, I always <laughs> like chuckle every time. Like I've never heard it. Um, I really think I'm right in the middle, but if I had more time and leisure, I would be a little crunchier, but you know, if my kid needs antibiotics, I'll, I'll say yes. So, yeah. you know, I, I think I'm I in get the middle. it. I get it. <laughs> All right. Well, Anna, it has been so much fun having you on. I'm so glad we were able to make this happen. Broken bones aside yeah. and get you on the show. It has just been I just a really fun conversation. And I hope people go find you on Instagram at journaling home and you'll have to come on again sometime. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. See, I knew it. <laughs> she was all nervous, but I knew I could make it fun. It was fun after yeah. all. <laughs> all right. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. All right, ladies, that's it for this week's episode. If you would like the show notes to be able to find out any of the links that we talked about today, then you can either swipe up in whatever app you are listening to the podcast in, or you can go over to MackenziePapa.com and click on podcasts. You will find everything there from all of our episodes, all of the different links. And hey, if you go through any of those links to do any shopping, it directly supports the show. So when you go through an Amazon link, even if you don't buy the thing that you clicked on, but something else and you've gone through that link, it helps to push a little bit of commission back this way without costing you any extra money. And we really appreciate that. Same thing when you go and shop through our sponsors, it just helps them to keep coming back and sponsoring the show and helping us to be able to stay afloat. And I really, really appreciate that. But almost even more than doing shopping through those links, you guys, it's getting the word out about the show. That is the number one thing that you can do right now to help support Live Well Anyway. Tell everyone you know. Tell your kid's bus driver. Tell your kid's teacher. Tell the person that you go and buy coffee from. <laughs> like, If you guys could be my boots on the ground of letting people know about Live Well Anyway and why you love it and getting more people involved, more listeners to the show, that is going to make a really big difference for us staying afloat right now. This last year and a half of pandemic and craziness has been a little hard on the business. I'm just going to be honest. And so if you guys could do that thing more than any other thing that I could ask you to do, if you could rally the troops and bring your friends to listen to the podcast, it would just mean so, so much to me. We are trying to make that a little bit easier on social media by making more shareable content, posts about the episodes and reels, and sending out more email newsletters and all of that kind of thing. But if you could just tell people, get people to the website, get people looking up the show on whatever app they use to listen to podcasts and subscribing, it would just make such a huge difference and I would be so, so appreciative. So 
Get the word out there, ladies. Thank you for being loyal to listening to Live Well Anyway. I so appreciate each and every one of you. And until next week, go be bold and gracious. Oh, 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 oh,